The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills-related podcasts. We are proud to be a member of the Buffalo Rumblings family of podcasts, and we thank you for taking the time to listen to Believe each and every week. My name is John Boccasino, going to be flying solo this week as the summer marches on. I know that the weather has been glorious here in upstate New York. We are enjoying a fantastic summer and While the weather has been hot and the temperatures have been beautiful, that means that training camp is right around the corner and the Bills will break their camp at St. John Fisher on July 24th. That is two weeks from today. There are a ton of questions that you have about the Buffalo Bills and how training camp will be an indicator of how this season will go and the players that will step up and have a larger role than expected And this week on the podcast, I wanted to dive into a topic that I've heard a lot of Bills folks discussing on social media. It's the Bills running backs. That is going to be the topic of this week's episode, the state of Buffalo's running backs and the roles we can expect to see from the Bills tailbacks in the 2022 season. Now, after a summer-long battle last year that really reached into the regular season, the Bills were hoping that one of their top two running backs would rise to the occasion seize the job, and establish themselves as the clear lead back uh, in the backfield. We all know the Bills have long favored having two running backs on their team that see active duties and get a lot of reps. So it was not a, a shocker last year to know that the battle for the lead back between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss took some time to emerge uh, with a clear winner. But once it did, Devin Singletary ran with that job. And there is no doubt about it that Motor comes into 2022 as the determined lead back. He will be the one who gets the lion's share of the carries as Buffalo's bell cow back. But there were still ways for Brandon Bean to improve Buffalo's running backs. And this offseason, the team set out on improving this position through free agency and through the draft. And in particular, the Bills really wanted to find a pass-catching back something that could add a threat out of the backfield uh, with Josh Allen to find them on those little passes in the flat, those little angle runs, 
that the team receivers like to run out of the backfield. They wanted to add a pass catching dimension to their running back room. There was a very public failed flirtation with uh, J.D. McKissick of the Washington Commanders, who originally agreed to come to Buffalo only to back out, change his mind, and re-sign with Washington. Uh, Good luck with that, by the way. I think you're missing out on a fantastic situation here in Buffalo for a team with Super Bowl aspirations. But GM Brandon Bean, you know, didn't he took it in stride with the free agent contract getting rebuked from McKissick and instead went after another veteran in Duke Johnson, who does bring a solid pass catching uh, history to Buffalo's backfield. Now, when you think about the Bills and their backs, we mentioned Devin Singletary is the established number one. You have former third round pick Zach Moss, who had an underwhelming sophomore season in the NFL. You also have special teams ace Taiwan Jones and valuable blocking back Reggie Gilliam. Bean was not done, though, with the roster he had constructed. And he, besides adding Johnson, he really turned to the draft. We heard a lot about this draft having a deep stable of running backs. Well, Brandon Bean found himself just what I think he was looking for, a pass-catching threat in Georgia standout James Cook, who is the brother of Minnesota Vikings all-pro running back Dalvin Cook. The Bills took Cook in the second round, which gives Josh Allen and the Bills another option out of the backfield. It is likely that the Bills will keep five backs on their 53-man roster, including Reggie Gilliam, who again operates as really a fullback and who helps spark a resurgence in the ground game over the final month plus of last year's regular season. But how do the new members of Buffalo's backfield fit in with the returning veterans? Well, on this week's episode of the Bill Eve podcast, we're going to discuss Buffalo's running backs, including the role that rookie James Cook will have, whether Zach Moss really is squarely on the roster bubble, how Devin Singletary can get even better entering a critical season, and if Duke Johnson is a threat to take away reps from the other backs on the roster. Now, like I said earlier, and just to get this out of the way right away, there is no doubt about it that Devin Singletary is the unquestioned lead back in the backfield. He has earned that right, he has earned that role, and he established himself as Buffalo's lead back, especially last year when I mentioned there was a camp battle between Moss and Singletary. The Bills wanted to see which of these two backs would take the job and run with it. Well, it was Singletary that got out of the gate and took the job, but he really only cemented that role, I feel, strongly with the second half last year when he really put on some solid performances. But taking a look at Singletary's performance as a whole, he was a top 20 running back last year. He had 870 yards on the ground, seven rushing touchdowns. He averaged a robust 4.63 yards per carry. Singletary has always been good at the yards per carry element. He had 4.4 during his previous best season with the Bills, but last year's 4.63 was a top figure, a top five figure uh, in the league. He also showed himself to be a pretty solid pass catcher, getting better from the previous year by hauling in 40 passes for 228 yards and one touchdown. Most importantly, though, Singletary got better in the blitz pickup and in his blocking abilities, things that the Bills really count on from their backs. As with the trust being earned with the Bills brass, Singletary earned that reputation as being the stalwart in the backfield. He was on the field for 60% of Buffalo's offensive snaps, a figure that was nearly twice as much as what Zach Moss saw. And while the Bills really did struggle to get that ground game going during the first half of the season, the second half was a totally different story. Much of that credit belongs to Buffalo's revamped offensive line, including the transformation of Ryan Bates from a reserve to a dependable left guard, 
and also goes to Devin Singletary and to Reggie Gilliam, what he brings to the blocking. The Bills also changed their run scheme from being more of a zone blocking scheme to a pin and pull system, which relies on the athleticism of the offensive line. That allowed the Bills to become a better running team, especially when the team started doing more pulling blocking instead of their traditional zone blocking. And while the Bills running game did improve in a few ways, Reggie Gilliam needs to get a lot of credit for that. Um, The Bills yards per carry got better with Gilliam on the field. Their runs were more successful overall, and that includes Devin Singletary. What Reggie Gilliam brought to the team cannot be understated when it came to Reggie Gilliam's blocking abilities and how he freed up Devin Singletary to have success in running scenarios. And with Gilliam on the field in obvious rundowns, the fact that the Bills perform better with him on the field just goes to show what the positive value he has on their run blocking abilities. I'll give you some examples. The Bills went from a negative value running team to having positive value when Gilliam is on the field. And their success rate on their runs, which is the rate at which the Bills earn positive expected points per play, increased nearly 7% with Gilliam on the field. Once we account for the fact that the Bills running game improved over time due to a number of reasons and Gilliam's strong role that he played and his usage, I expect to see Gilliam both making the 53-man roster and Singletary becoming an even better back uh, in 2022. Now, when you look at what he did, what Devin did over the second half, he scored nine of his touchdowns over the team's last six games, including the three regular season finales and the two playoff games. He also surpassed 80 yards rushing in four of those final six games and had 19 carries in three of the final four games of the regular season. Singletary took a step forward as an early down runner, and he really played a critical role in Buffalo becoming a more unpredictable offense. Now, in all the ways that Singletary thrived last year, and again, he was better at reading his blocks, he was better at finding the hole, he was more explosive. It's also a contract year for Singletary heading into this year. And I think that with Devin looking to parlay last year's successes into a big contract extension and the relative short shelf life for NFL running backs, you're going to see a really big improvement again for Devin Singletary entering this 2022 season. It helps too, by the way, that it's not just folks in Buffalo who I think are noticing what Singletary did last year, especially over the second half of the season. Singletary was named Buffalo's most underrated player in a story done by football outsiders. And here's what the group had to say about Devin Singletary. His above average carries of 4.4 and 4.6 yards per attempt the past two seasons really deserves extra credit because he was running behind a bottom 10 run blocking offensive line that had a 69% run block win rate. Singletary leads running backs with 200 or more touches with a 23.5% broken tackle rate the past two years. Again, that goes to show just how hard it can be to take down Devin Singletary. And with the offensive line gelling, with new offensive line coach Aaron Cromer coming in to work his magic on this unit, with Roger Saffold coming over to take over the right guard duties previously held by Daryl Williams, I think Singletary is going to be in line for an even more successful campaign in 2022. But there is one area where Singletary's role seems destined to take some steps back, and it's in the passing game, especially with the additions of rookie James Cook and veteran Duke Johnson. And that leads to our next part of our topic here on Believe. What role will James Cook play in his rookie season in Western New York? 
That is definitely going to be one of the bigger storylines to watch, both during training camp and once the season begins. Last year, the Bills were hoping to hit the lottery with the addition of speedster Matt Breda, but that experiment did not work. But Bean and McDermott have to think that Cook will give the team something it was sorely missing the last two years, more speed out of the backfield and a better, more reliable pass-catching threat. It's pretty obvious that Cook is going to assume that role as a rookie, and he's got such exciting potential for this offense. You could line up Cook in two running back sets in the backfield, or you could split him out wide and have Devin Singletary being in the backfield. You can give the Bills a lot of versatility with the speed and the pass-catching abilities that Cook brings to this team. We, again, know that the coaching staff really wants Singletary on the field quite a bit as an important piece of the offense, and I would expect to see Singletary on the field in first and second down scenarios, getting that lion's share of the carries. But Cook is clearly going to be deployed in those obvious passing down scenarios, and I really hope that new offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey is listening to this podcast and decides to incorporate more two running back sets, either again having Singletary and Cook in the backfield at the same time or have Singletary in the backfield and split Cook out wide as a target for Josh Allen. This offense is going to have so many weapons that if you deploy a scenario like that with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox, it's a pick-your-poison scenario for defenses trying to take on the Bills. I really hope we see a lot more of those two-back sets coming up in 2022. Now, relying more on Cook to spell Singletary in early down scenarios, especially earlier in the game, is also going to help Devin Singletary stay fresher throughout the game. The team clearly wants to have their best lineup on the field in crunch time, so being able to rest Singletary a little bit more would provide beneficial development for both James Cook stepping up into his role in the backfield and keeping Singletary fresh for those pivotal runs down the stretch. Now, we've talked about Singletary. We've talked about James Cook. This brings us to the forgotten man in the backfield, Zach Moss, the former third-round pick out of Utah. It's safe to say that Moss was underwhelming last year when he was given the opportunity to seize Buffalo's starting running back role. He really struggled in reading his blocks and recognizing where the holes were at the line of scrimmage. While Singletary is a much more elusive back, Moss is your typical power back, and as we discussed earlier, the Bills switching to a more athletic run-blocking scheme and athletic offensive line scheme seems to be in conflict with what, with what Zach Moss brings to this team. Now, last year, it was his second season with Buffalo. Moss rushed for 347 yards and four touchdowns on 96 carries and added another 197 receiving yards and a touchdown reception as a pass catcher. He had four all-purpose touchdowns in his first three games last season, after he was a healthy scratch in week one, but his role decreased dramatically after the midway point. He was an inactive scratch for three of the four games starting in late November, and he was only on the field for 40% of the snaps twice during the second half of the season after he was on the field more than 50% of the time in four straight games from week three to week six. Something happened where Moss showed that he just had lost the confidence of Buffalo's coaching staff while Singletary took the job and ran with it. That does not mean that Moss deserves to be on the roster bubble. I really think he's going to have a big opportunity to carve out his role in the backfield this year. And I think rumors of cutting Moss are way too premature at this point. 
Moss is going to have a chance to make the most of his opportunities, and he's going to have to seize those opportunities during training camp. But here's the bottom line. If James Cook and his versatility allows him to cut into Moss's role, you're going to see Moss's playing time shrink. But I do feel like one thing the Bills now don't have in Cook and Singletary is a more physical style, which sets up sets apart Zach Moss in this backfield from what Cook and what Singletary bring to the table. And plus, Moss has two years remaining on his rookie contract, so he's not going to be a drain on the salary figure. Cook is only a rookie. We know that. Singletary is entering the final year of his rookie contract, which means there is a slight window for Moss to step through and prove what he can do for the team. If Moss reverts back to his rookie season form, you know, the Bills might be figuring, okay, let's make all three of these backs active on game day and see what we have with the three-headed monster in the running back room. That, again, is all dependent on Moss having a good camp and a good showing in preseason. If he could contribute on special teams, I think you would really see Uh, him have that roster spot locked in for sure. But I'm not sure if Moss can bring anything to the table in the special teams game. So I think his roster spot is secure, but he has to really prove it during this training camp and during the preseason games. I would not be shocked if our trading wizard GM, Brandon Bean, is able to work the phones and try to work out a trade for Moss, recouping a draft pick in return for the one that the team spent on him in the third round in 2020 out of Utah. So I think Moss is really the back who's under the most pressure and uh, has the most questions about his performances heading into this uh, 2022 season. There's one more back I want to talk about before we close off our podcast topic here, and it's Duke Johnson, who I think if you talk about Moss having uncertain future, Duke Johnson's spot on the roster and his roster security is clearly tied to how well Zach Moss plays this summer. But Johnson brings a wealth of experience, and he's been pretty successful uh, in his NFL career too. So if Zach Moss does slip up, Duke Johnson could step in quite nicely uh, in this backfield. Uh, He showed his versatility last year with a pair of 100-yard games while as a member of the Miami Dolphins. He's more explosive than Zach Moss, and he's a better pass catcher than Moss too. So you could see what the Bills have. The Bills are going to clearly be watching the Duke Johnson, Zach Moss showdown in camp. Um, And I feel like Moss has the advantage, but Johnson don't count him out. He's got a really good chance uh, to make the roster. If Moss either slips up or if Bean trades Moss away and brings back a draft pick to Buffalo. Now moving forward, How many running backs do you think the Bills are going to keep in the 2022 season? And how many of those are going to be active on game days? The Bills often had three running backs active last year on game day, but only two of those would primarily play on offense, with it being Moss, Singletary, or Matt Breda when he was active. Taiwan Jones does not appear on offense. He had a career-high 71% of Buffalo special team snaps last year, and he appeared in every single game. I expect Jones to make this roster for his special teams prowess. And I think that he really, again, unless he makes a slip up, unless he loses a step, you know, he is such a valuable member of that special teams unit that I think he's going to be a roster lock, which means I see the bills keeping four running backs. I see Devin Singletary. I see James cook. I see Zach Moss. I think he's going to make it most of his opportunities this year. And I see Taiwan Jones being the fourth back. Duke Johnson, I would love it if the Bills could find a way to bring him back to the practice squad. Um, I'm not sure how likely that's going to be, 
But again, with the Bills not wanting to give up on Moss uh, quite yet, um, he's got very high stakes facing him. And I think he's going to really respond to the pressure. And I think that Johnson's going to have a pretty solid uh, summer too, but hopefully the Bills can find a way to slip him back onto the practice squad. And I think Taiwan Jones is going to make this roster for sure with his special teams abilities, which means the Bills will have four running backs on the roster with Reggie Gilliam being factored into the mix as well. I think the Bills are really going to keep five, if you will, backs. Uh, Reggie Gilliam, of course, being the fullback, and then Devin Singletary, James Cook, Zach Moss, and Taiwan Jones. But this is one of the positions I thought was fascinating to study and break through. And I appreciate you all listening to me on Believe, going through the state of the running backs and who's going to make the roster and what they have to bring to the table. Uh, I think it's a fascinating topic to watch as training camp unfolds. I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Did Devin Singletary show enough to you last year that you have faith in him entering this really pivotal season? What role do you want to see James Cook play uh, on this offense moving forward? Is Zach Moss done or can he work his way back off the scrap pile and make a solid uh, role in this backfield for the Buffalo Bills? And does Duke Johnson have a chance of making this roster? What do you think? Get involved with us on Twitter. I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment on this story when it posts on buffalorumblings.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.